Hey guys, just in case you're unaware, some of my episodes are broken up into segments because as a housewife myself, sometimes life happens and it's rare that I'm able to do a continuous recording for an episode, like today's episode actually. So continue listening for the second part of our recording where we discuss New Jersey and the rumor that Lauren Manso has separated from her husband, Vito. We had to end the first part of this episode abruptly because my five-year-old wouldn't stop screaming. It's been a day. Actually, a day, a night, a morning. My ears are still ringing from all that screeching. It's been hard for him to PCS. He's a military child, but now that he's at that age where he remembers more, moving has been really hard for him because it's uprooting his life and it's having a bigger impact on him now than it did before. But that is one of the sacrifices of being a military family. Well, according to Lency, her least favorite new Roni housewife is Giselle. But I actually take back what I said when I said that Jenna Lyons was my favorite. Now that I think about it, my favorite Roni housewife is Giselle because when I saw her struggling with her twin boys, I felt that deep in my heart. Actually, in my heart, in my soul, in my guts, in my brain. I felt it. I feel you, Giselle, and all the mamas out there do. Thank you for listening to today's episode as we figure life out and instead of drowning ourselves on cheap talking wine, we're binge watching Real Housewives instead. Join us next time as we get into the new Roni. Make sure you catch us on Spotify, Amazon Music, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, or wherever you get your podcasts. Make sure you listen to both segments on this episode as we discuss all things Housewife. And it starts now. Let's get into it. Hey, Lindsay. Hi, Lisa. How are you? I'm good. Okay. Did you watch the new premiere episode of Roni? Of course I did. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. Yes, that was work. I told you, you need to watch that episode. And you were like, I have Peacock. And I was like, (laughs) I'm there. Watch it the next day. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So I... Those of you who don't have cable, it all the episodes come out the next day on Peacock. Peacock is only like five dollars a month, so just an FYI. Mm. Yeah, it's a it's a well five dollars spent. Let me tell you, seriously, it is. Yes. It's worth its five dollars. <laughs> yes, because because you could binge watch the whole season. You know what I love doing? Okay, I will tell you for Beverly Hills. I don't watch it as they come out. I wait for like the reunion to come out, and then I'll binge watch the whole entire season. <laughs> not now. Well, no, not now. No, not now. But <laughs> okay, tell me, what do you think of the cast? I will have to say, I love the new, um, like. Theme. It was very modern, very hip, you know, because I, I I was starting to feel like the ladies were getting a little bit old. And I'm not saying that like in, I, I mean, I don't want it to sound negative because like, look, I mean, I'm no spring chicken, you know, but I felt like some of the women were approaching the age where, you know, they're going to be grandmothers, right? Because isn't um, 
Ramona, she's in her 60s, right? Yes, she had, um, actually, she got married very, I mean, not very late in life, but it, I think like around 36, I think she had her daughter when she was like 38, maybe. So, um, and her daughter is still, I think Avery's got to be in her early 20s still. So yeah, she's definitely making her way up in her 60s for sure. Yeah. And, and look, like I said, I'm no spring chicken, but I do like seeing a more modern younger cast and if you guys remember when roni first started these women were in their 40s they were in their late 30s early 40s i think bethany she was 36 35 on season one of roni right yes she was very young because her daughter was very young yeah, she was, I think, I'm going to say she was 36 years old when season one of Roni premiered. And then everybody else was in their 40s, late 40s, early 40s, mid 40s. But now these women are a little bit, you know, up there in age. Not that there's anything wrong with it, but I feel like, you know, you were given this amazing platform to do what you needed to do, you know, to gain your branding, to make some money for yourself, to make some name recognition. And you got this platform for over a decade. And now it's time to pass the torch onto a younger generation because, um, okay, I got to tell you, the only person I know is Jenna Lyons. Like, who the fuck is everybody else? I have no idea who these people are. <laughs> like, who, who the hell is everybody else? Oh, <laughs> um, I, I mean... I obviously there I mean again you can't cast housewives that have fuck you money because who wants a housewife that's calling all the shots because they have the money to take it or leave it right so that's true you can't have like these huge you know big big we actually need a housewife that's living a little bit beyond her means and really needs her paycheck. yeah <laughs> and so um I think they did a really great job of having a diverse group as well as it seems like they have some younger women and then they have some women that are still um i think it is um the the woman you mentioned jenna lyons she's in her 50s yes she you know she she was the creative director for j crew so i don't know how she ended up I know, but I, I don't know how she ended up with like a content creator because that's what Saw is. She's a content creator. Like yes. she basically like made her money on like Instagram or TikTok or whatever. I mean, I, you know, who am I to bash? That's what we're trying to do. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know. I, I thought she was more like someone that was like, good at calling like trends upcoming trends you know how there's like those people that have um some of them i think like like kanye west he sees and like music uh, symbols and lyrics and people that like see an algorithm sometimes or upcoming trends they um get paid a lot of money to predict trends and so i think that's why saudi or I, it wasn't Saudi. it was somebody else that was like i'm gonna buy everything that saudi um, yes, that's uh, on Instagram. Ja- yes, um, Joel, Joel, I can't remember the 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 Jizzle? Indian, just ja- yeah. So yeah, so this is the first time that uh, 
the Roni cast is so diverse. She is Indian, so it's the first time that they have a South Asian on. They did have an Asian on. Um, I forgot what season it was, but there was a woman. She was very tall and skinny. She had an eating disorder. She was half Korean and half white, like half Jewish. I think. I, I think her father was like Jewish, and then her mother was Korean. You remember what episode? Not episode. What am I talking about? You remember what season I'm talking about? She was I, only there for one season. I don't because I wasn't as avid follower of New York as I can remember in the very beginning. So if all right, you like New Jersey, year, right? You you you're I, New like New Jersey was my in Orange County. I watched from the very very beginning, and also Beverly Hills. But um, for some reason, New York, I just, the first couple of seasons are a little blurry. That's all. Just yeah. a little blurry. And so my, yeah, my housewives are, it, it was New York. Um, I'm going to give New York another try, but we're going to get into why I kind of feel like this a little bit lackluster. But um, my shows were Beverly Hills, New Jersey, and New York. Okay. Now, I said the show was a little lackluster, and that's because, girl, they were fighting over a fucking restaurant. Are you serious? <laughs> they were, like, I, and let me tell you, I try to Google the shit out of, like, what was that restaurant? What what was the restaurant? I, I'm like... Well, obviously, it was in the Olive Garden because she said that they would rather go to the Olive Garden. So it was in the Olive Garden. But like, what was the restaurant? Like, I could not find any information about this restaurant that they did not want to go to. So I have a problem already with, oh, God, what the hell is her name? Bryn? Bryn? Why? She's the youngest one, Bryn. Yes. The one that didn't, that was said she wouldn't have been seen there even in 2005. <laughs> Yes. She's pretty. She has beautiful She's blue gorgeous. eyes. She reminds me of, um, okay, uh, what was it? Southern Charm. And the woman who had the red hair, I can't, her name is escaping me, but she was married to Tom. They had two kids. He was like a Southern aristocrat, family money, but had gotten in trouble for essay against the nanny and cocaine trafficking. What? <laughs> What? Yes, Caitlin. Uh, what is her name? She's the red hair. They have the two well, who can, Okay. Who cares about the redhead? I want to hear about this cocaine trafficking. Like, we, we need to do an episode about that. Like, what? Yes, Southern Charm. <laughs> yes. Old Southern Charm. Yeah. Oh, my God. I've, I've never watched Southern Charm, so I, I don't even know. I, I didn't know there was some guy doing cocaine trafficking. <laughs> he was like a governor. He comes with, like, a long line of, like, very wealthy, political, privileged, uh, deep south money and manners if you will except yeah he was like conspiracy to i think don't quote me he was conspiracy to maybe traffic cocaine something with the cocaine and it it got him in trouble and he didn't he couldn't work any like as the governor anymore i don't think did he get arrested uh, probably but i think he got you know he had some friends. He's a part of the Good Boys Club down there in the South. I don't think he got into much trouble for it. And in fact, he has custody of the children. She was in like um, jeopardy of losing custody because she developed a marijuana problem, I guess. If you live in a state where 
medicinal marijuana is not legal or recreational marijuana is not legal, then they can consider that. Um, you know, I don't know. It's CPS and they make their own rules and regulations sometimes because they're their own entities. But yeah, there was like issues with her having some issues with drugs or alcohol um, down the line because he was much older than her. She was like in her 20s and he was like in his 40s. And imagine the authority and power that he had just um, by his family name alone and his position. And they got together and had two children. And then things got crazy. That is crazy. By the way, if you hear that screeching in the back, that's my son. I don't know. Him and his sister are fighting. I don't know what the hell they're fighting about, but I am not in the mood to even hear about their bullshit. It usually is something like he farted on my side of the room or some nonsense like that. So I don't even care. But anyway, I guess the joys of motherhood. I but know, um <laughs> Okay, so yeah, her I don't like her because I feel like she's fake. I don't like mm. her. Mm. She was she did not want to go to, oh god what the hell is her name is it Aaron I want to say it's Aaron yes, is it Aaron okay she did not want to go to Aaron's get together and I really like when Aaron was like look it was just a get together we don't always have to go to like a fancy restaurant or whatever mm -hmm. every single time it was just a dinner to get to know everybody so I'm still feeling a little salty about it we don't need to always go to like you know some upscale whatever it was just and and I like that because when she said that I felt that that was genuine that and she's absolutely right not every single like they so the girls went to Casa Cibriani which Cibriani is like a big huge um like they're they're very first of all they're very expensive mm -hmm. <laughs> they're very expensive and they're very hard to get into their like reservations are very hard to get but i i get what she was saying she was basically saying you know not every dinner needs to be a cipriani like it, like course. and they so i felt like she was genuine she was authentic i love that she said it and then i i feel like oh, oh god i can't remember any of the brin is it brin or brawn brin. brin brin okay i feel like brin is the troublemaker she is the shitster because when they were at sauce um house she says to saw well aaron said that you know you guys um have some sort of problem because of a cheese platter or some shit like that. She was saying like, oh, you know, you were looking at her cheese board and was just like, oh, cheese, that's weird. And then Saw was like, well, why would I say that? I was eating the most cheese out of everybody in the group. So I feel like Aaron, oh, Aaron, what the hell am I talking about? I feel like Bryn is kind of like a shit stir. She's the troublemaker of the group. But as we all know, production likes to produce drama. So is she really like that? Or is is she is, is um, she being told to do this by production? Um, she probably is, but I think that she definitely um she looks the look of somebody that's come from like New York high society. You know the type, like Tinsley Mortimer. Um mm -hmm 
type and she is funny she's funny though like when she was talking about how like oh i'm gonna get my spanking from aaron like and as i was walking through the closet on my walk to go get my spanking from aaron and wondering if i was gonna make it to tomorrow like she was like joking and it was funny and even aaron was like i have a really good time with her but it's like these small infractions that are what's frustrating and i was a little bit more disappointed in the fact that i could see bryn not being able to handle a situation like being upfront with aaron like well you know i don't have my boyfriend or spouse with me like we're gonna go somewhere else you guys have a great night um, was the other gal, the, the woman that has the twins, whose mother is in from London taking care of them, she, you know, she also ditched Aaron. <laughs> and she apologized and just said she didn't really know how to handle the situation. And I just kind of was a little surprised by that. Okay, your favorite and least favorite. My favorite is Jenna. She's quirky. I love, love, love her apartment in New York high society she has money if they if she is a one and done if this is her only season she'll be fine she she'll mm -hmm. be fine she won't care mm -hmm. she already has the name recognition she already has the connection she already has the platform this to her is a hobby or maybe it is to promote her like her fake eyelash line because she, she came out with like some uh, fake eyelash line so maybe she's doing this to promote that to like you know, um, bring some name recognition to it. Mm -hmm. I don't know. She's my favorite. So um, she's quirky. I just, I don't know. There's something about her. She's so quirky. I love her. Um, least favorite, as of this episode, we've, we were only one episode in. Least favorite is Bryn. Bryn. What about you? Um, yeah. I'm going to say that Saudi is my favorite. And I'm, I'm going to say... Um, I'm not sure who my least favorite is. I don't really have a least favorite because I like Erin because she's like Israeli and you can tell she's tough and she has like strong, you know, family morals and she's just kind of like a little bit like Ziggy from New Jersey. So I don't really, I don't have a least favorite yet. Okay, least favorite then. I don't have a least favorite. And, no, you have to choose. It, no, you're just making me look like an asshole. You have to choose a favorite and a least favorite. Oh, my goodness. Okay, well, then I guess I would have to say only, um, I'm not going to say Bryn. I'm going to say the, the girl with the twins because she wasn't able to, like, have enough sense to speak up and say that she didn't want to go to dinner. We get into what Dolores Catania has says to the U.S. Sun. Have you heard about uh, Lauren Manso? Supposedly, she separated from her husband Vito Scalia. Scalia is that how you say his? How, how do you say his last name? Scalia. Yeah, it's something along those lines. Um, I am hearing a little bit of chatter, but. Um, one thing I would, you know, like to say is um, the last time Caroline posted a video of the family and we also saw her daughter on that Q&A that they did a couple of months ago. She's very, very, very slender and she has owned up that she's been using Ozempic um, mm -hmm. for her weight loss and she's she is very slender. Um, she doesn't even look like the same person. So I'm just wondering if maybe like 
she's feeling better about herself and maybe things weren't great and now that she you know is feeling good about herself and maybe trying to live a healthier lifestyle um maybe that's cause of it is what I could be hearing a little bit of you know it's interesting that you said that because with the whole Kyle and Mauricio thing um you know, a lot of people, a lot of commentators, entertainment commentators, bloggers, podcasters, they're saying that the whole thing with Kyle and Mauricio is that Kyle is trying to be sober. She's trying to live that sober lifestyle. And Mauricio, he's making big money right now, big bucks. And he's kind of feeling himself. He's in the moment. He's feeling like he's hot shit. And his business is doing really good. It's like an actual legit business, not all of these other businesses that house husbands have. And you're like, what the fuck does he actually do? (laughs) (laughs) So a lot of people are saying that, you know, Mauricio, he's just, he's feeling himself right now and he feels good about himself. There's probably some infidelity going on. Maybe he's got like a hot young thing going on. I don't know, but there has always been rumors of infidelity with Mauricio. Sometimes it's, you know, not even with a woman. I mean, I don't want to go there, but sometimes it wasn't even he with was a woman. In, right? I mean, he was in a book. I mean, when you were put in a book named next to Eddie Murphy and nobody sued them for defamation of character or nothing like that. It's a little suspect. <laughs> <laughs> so I I just am wondering, is this the same situation? I will say the Mansos are really putting themselves out there. I feel there was also a rumor that they're kind of making a big splash about what's going on because Lauren Manso is aiming to be cast as a housewife for New Jersey. Have you heard that? I like heard a little tiny rumor um, about like sometimes I don't know if it's rumors or if it's fans or people um, you know how sometimes we think Bravo conspiracy theories yes conspiracy throws something against the wall to see if it hits and they're like you know what I think Lauren Manzo should be a housewife you know and they start the chatter and then before you know it people are like she's trying out but I wouldn't doubt that they I mean Caroline had no reason to even be in talks with Andy Cohen to come back. We know that he spoke with her prior to writing his book and he spoke about um, it being, he had anticipated it being Teresa's last season and, you know, Caroline felt so quote activated by Teresa, um, but they just couldn't afford Caroline because she wanted a hefty price tag because she felt, you know, she knew Teresa was making big money. And since they Mm -hmm. started together, she felt, um, you know, subject to that same bracket and they couldn't afford it. But it, it just was surprising to me that she wanted to do that. And then after that, we saw her on the Ultimate Wives Girls trip, which why is Caroline doing Ultimate Wives Girls trip? They had to go all the way to the I will, I will tell you why. I will tell you why. Because yes. tell us. if she, okay, if she was on New Jersey, then she wanted to make the same money as Teresa because mm-hmm. she wanted to have the same status as Teresa. But on Ultimate Girls Trip, Teresa was not part of that cast of that season that she was going to be on or that she was on. So it was okay for her, what whatever her salary was. And you have to understand, Ultimate Girls is 
it's only like two weeks. I think I think it might only be one week. I'm not sure if it was if, if they only、mm-hmm. film for one week or two weeks, but it's kind of like a very short bootleg version of、mm-hmm. Big Brothers. <laughs> right, <laughs> right, right. But I just mean like she was doing it. Like I, I agree with you. I think she was trying to maybe get back into the reality, like trying to open up the door maybe for the children. Like if she goes and makes some connections and gets her foot kind of back in the door, maybe. Um, you know. Yes. Know. Let me tell you, Carl. Let me tell you, Carlos King says this all the time on his podcast. Life after Housewives is very hard for a lot of these cast members, and I absolutely believe that. And he said the only one where it wasn't hard was for Bethany and for Lisa Vanderpump because. Lisa Vanderpump, she has Vanderpump rules, so she still had that fame. And Bethany, she made fuck you money, so it was like, thanks, Bravo, <laughs> thank, thanks for get, get, getting me my skinny girl brand, and goodbye, and you know. Yeah. So, but but he said, but a lot of these other housewives, life after housewife is very hard. And look at the whole Kim and Croy thing, you know. First they got divorced. She called the cops on him, or he called the cops on her. I don't even know. And now all of a sudden, they called off the divorce. And a lot of people are saying that it was all fake. That it was all a a desperate attempt to get back onto Atlanta. She wants to get back onto Atlanta. I don't think they want her back though. But I I know that、um, they're desperate for money. Like they, they, they have no. I mean, maybe they have a little bit of money, but not the kind of money that they were accustomed to. But she has also always spent above her means, so I don't know if this whole divorce was just a sham to try to have like some sort of plot or generate some sort of publicity because any publicity is. Good publicity, right? Even bad publicity.、Mm-hmm. So maybe she was just trying to get her name out there, trying to generate some、um, some buzz, so that Bravo would want her back. Because Atlanta, the ratings are not doing good, and they bought back. Who the hell did they bought back? Sheree, Sherelle. Who who did they bring bring、Sheree、back? Sheree Whitfield is.、Um, they brought her back. Drew Sador was brought back after a couple of seasons, and then they at.、Uh, One of、um, Candy's friends came on. I can, I think her name starts with an M, and I like her. And all of the girls seem to like her a lot too. And they made Marlo. A lot of people are saying they should not have made Marlo a full-time housewife. She didn't have the, you know, the kind of content、um, to be、yeah. full-time, and that that could be affecting things as well. Well, see, I think that since the ratings suck so bad, and they're bringing back all of these, you know, former. Cast members, I think Kim was trying, was probably trying to come back herself because she's not making any money now. I, I mean, they canceled her tardy for the party or whatever it was that she, that spinoff that she had, and and she had a good run with it because she had eight seasons of her spinoff. I mean. Mansell with Children got canceled after what two seasons? Was it two seasons? Yeah. So it wasn't even two, maybe. 
yeah so i mean kim had like eight years eight seasons so i mean as far as like there there are some sitcoms that don't even make it to eight years you know scripted sitcoms don't even make it to eight years drama shows don't even make it to eight years so i'm just surprised that in that eight years i mean did she think it was going to go on forever i don't know maybe she thought it was going to go on for like 20 years like keeping well, keeping up with the kardashians or something i don't know <laughs> they said that um you know she's come out i mean it's basically known that she has serious gambling and alcohol issues um the gambling croys came out and verified there was a tweet from briella that resurfaced about her mom um, picking her up and saying, come, come out to dinner with me or, you know, come out, come with me. And they end up driving like two and a half hours into a different state because I guess they don't have casinos in Georgia. And her mom proceeded to go in the casino and gamble for like three hours while she waited in the car because she wasn't old enough to go into the casino. Um, what? We've heard, yeah. And we've heard reports from people in the Bahamas when she was there gambling, um, it, on the slots, spending a lot of money. And then somebody posted a clip of Kim and Croy going into the casino and he pulled out 12,000 for her and um, literally just sat there on the machine and just kept feeding it, you know, hundred dollar bills. And, you know, we've always seen Kim with a solo cup. We know she likes to have a drink here and now, but there was allegations of a local bar that had a um, vendor that had a specific type of wine that she liked that was imported and they were selling it to her by the case so she didn't have to you know, pay extra they were giving her like the price what? and yeah and they were alleged her people like her assistant or whomever was going in once a week and paying with cash um for like a case of this expensive italian wine that she allegedly drinks and you know kim i liked kim but she does seem a little off to me whenever she appeared in an episode with portia um it was a couple of years ago it might have been portia's last season her and croy end up at portia's house and uh kenya and kim i think get end up getting into it and she just seemed like she like her speech was a little bit slurred i i don't know it kind of was taken back i i don't know she just doesn't look and seem herself to me personally was this sloppy like sonia morgan sloppy you remember when sonia morgan could be sloppy as sonia morgan and i love sonia morgan but goddamn no one could be as sloppy as her and ramona good god (laughs) seriously like i love them but well, I, I don't like Sonia. I, I actually think she is an alcoholic because she was like, I remember that episode where she was like just really off the rail. She said, I know John John. Me and John John used to party. And then Dorinda was like, okay, well, John John's dead. Okay. <laughs> she was talking about JFK Jr. And, oh, and yeah, it was so crazy. It was just, I was like, oh my God. Yes, yeah, I do think that Sonia has like, and maybe not, I can't, you know, I don't want to diagnose someone with alcoholism or anything like that, but I think she does have some like um, mental health issues, especially since COVID, you know, we saw them talk about how they don't hear from her for two or three months at a time and, um, you know, the loft, is it the loft that she has that she was always trying to sell? Yeah, the townhouse, the townhouse, the townhouse, and um, she's asking too much. She's asking too much, and she didn't keep up with it. Like the maintenance, the upkeep, she she didn't 
keep up with it. So there's a lot of things wrong with the house, but also she should have been able to sell that townhouse, but she's asking too much. And then also when you sell something, you have to concede a little, you have to give a little, and she did not want to give anything. You know, she, she doesn't have the same financial means that she did when she was married to the Morgan family. So the the Morgan family is JP Morgan, JP Morgan and Chase. (laughs) Listen, we should look up their divorce. Um, because I'm almost 98% sure. I don't know if it was David Yontiv that did the digging, but somebody pulled it and there was some sort of clause about once the daughter reached a certain age, he was no longer financially liable for anything for her. And it was almost sort of like he they would cut ties. Like almost like he did not care. Twenty one. So so in New York City it's twenty one. Like after twenty one, like he mm-hmm. he's doesn't have to give her anything. So mm-hmm. that might be it. But yeah. the, see we, we just we jumped all the way from New Jersey to New York. <laughs> I'm sorry. We went from New Jersey to Georgia to New York. But <laughs> but what but what I was saying was that, you know, um I kind of felt like Lauren Manso, she's probably feeling good about herself. She's looking good. And, you know, unfortunately, and I see this a lot of times in the military too. Now, I'm not going to name any names, but girl, <laughs> this is one of those military dramas that I swear to God, it belongs on like, I don't know. But I actually know this woman this is not this is not a story of i heard from a friend of a friend of a friend right this is someone i know directly this woman was obese and she was a military spouse and in the military the insurance for the military is tricare which you you know as far as insurance go tricare is pretty awesome Mm -hmm. um and so that is the military insurance and she was very obese this was back in 2010 and um she went to her doctor she said that uh you know she tried to exercise but it wasn't she wasn't able to lose any weight and whatever well anyway she was able to get lap band surgery and she she was like 300 and something pounds she went all the way down to 140 pounds she was able to get that lap band surgery because of tricare tricare like actually paid for it which is kind of unheard of because mm-hmm. most insurance will not pay for lap band surgery she was able to get lap band surgery she lost a ton of weight and of course what happened <laughs> they ended up getting a divorce so i kind of feel like look Lauren Manso was a big girl when her and Vito got together she admitted to getting lap band surgery on on what was it season five season something I I can't remember what it was um at the reunion when when she was like how do you spell nepon spell Uh. nepon Nepon. (laughs) which by the Uh. way (laughs) n-a-p-a-n-a-p-a-n-a-p-a-n-a-p-a-n-a-p-a-n-a-p-a-n-a-p-a-n-a-p-a-n-a-p-a-n-a-p-a-n-a-p-a-n-a-p-a-n-a-
she she like got into it with Teresa because Teresa said to her like oh well you got lap band surgery you know sometimes it doesn't it doesn't work like sometimes you start gaining back weight again like of course Teresa was being a bitch she was like trying to like make fun of Lauren that was very obvious um but it is true you know and I think what happened was because she she did maintain a really like a good weight and whatever but I think what happened was she got pregnant and then she did get bigger again after she got pregnant she wasn't as big as she was before um before the lap band surgery but she also wasn't as small as she was right after like the lap band surgery so i think she is taking osempic um and she looks great she looks like a completely different person you know she actually looks like she 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 looks like she could be one of the new jersey housewives um and I, I think Vito, you know, Vito did not really spend a lot of time in front of the cameras. You know, it was not really, I kind of felt like he was more focused on the family, more focused on providing for his family, more focused on his daughter. I don't know. It's all just a rumor, but she disabled the comments. She didn't address it. She didn't say, no, we're still together. Or I would think that she would have said something like, okay, this is ridiculous. Because, look, people were saying so much shit about Louie and Teresa having marriage problem. And Teresa right off the bat was like, no. The only thing that is shaky about our marriage is like when we're dancing together. That's about it, you know. And so she addressed it because, and Teresa never addresses anything. Um, But, you know, she came full out bat swinging guns a blazing um, when there was rumors about her and Louie with marital discord and with Lauren Manso though she did not say no that's not true that's bullshit you don't know what the hell you're talking about she disabled the comment and she basically just said my personal life is none of your business <laughs> so oh. Oh. okay okay well, so what I mean I think I think they are divorced. I think the divorce has a lot to do with... I don't think Vito would cheat. He just does not... I mean, granted, I don't know either of them, but I he just does not seem like the type of guy that would cheat. He did not show a lot of himself on camera. He's... And the few... You know, the, the few times we did see him on camera, he was very much... Just seemed like he just wanted to be a family man, which just wanted to be a provider. He seems like a really great father. I think Lauren, though, she definitely misses the limelight. I think. I, I think she. Nah, I I do feel like Lauren probably is looking good. She's feeling good, and she probably feels that she could do better and have better and get better I don't know what do you think I I probably would say that you know maybe Lauren in the position that you know where she was as a young woman and I often say that we don't love the same in our 20s as we do in our 30s and our 40s 
And I think that, you know, it's hard to get into your 30s and be with a partner that you maybe don't feel fully supported by or maybe you have, like, put some of your hopes and dreams aside. Now your children are getting a little bit older and you and you want to start an endeavor, but you're not feeling supported. And I, I think sometimes in situations like that, it's like not one major thing. It could be just like a multitude of a lot of things that's transpired and you get to the point of like is this the kind of you know you come to a point where you're like okay like i'm i'm is this the partner i'm i'm really gonna go all in for for the rest of my life or <laughs> because if not now would be a great time to kind of step on out of this relationship <laughs> well and it's it's kind of weird that not weird but I, it's kind of sad that this separation is happening now because Albie Manso finally proposed to his longtime girlfriend Chelsea and they're getting married I think um, next year right I, I'm not sure what the date is but they're getting married so it's like you're gonna have a marriage and a divorce or like I, I don't know what's going on you know but I I kind of feel like I don't know. I I'm not I'm not really feeling the Mansos. I kind of feel like you know they they love to really call Teresa out for a lot of her bullshit, but they have a lot of bullshit going on themselves. Like I I kind of think it's really ironic for Caroline Manso to give any sort of advice on sibling rivalries and sibling relationships when like she doesn't talk to her siblings. You know, like I mean. Uh, her and Dina have no relationship. I don't think that um, her and Chris really talk that much anymore. I mean, it's just yeah. So I I don't I don't I don't know. You know, I I just feel like she is not the person to be giving advice. But I I do think that she wants to present herself as the matriarch of New Jersey. Um, I don't know. I, I will I... say that my favorite, my favorite Manso is Albie. <laughs> I knew you were, I was going to say that with you. I was literally going to say that with you, with Albie. I know. I think he has a really good heart. I do too. Yes. And you know, mm-hmm. Albie actually defended Gia. Um, he, he went on to um, the girls. Um, Roxanne and um, Chantel. Oh God! What the, because they call it like three different things. Like all Jesus. about the truth, right? Yes, yeah, all about the truth. But like they call it three different things because it's like all about the truth, all about the Real Housewives, all about. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like, yes. But anyway, yes. Um, they they went. Uh, he went on there with uh, Roxanne and Chantel, and he defended Gia. And he was like, look, um, she has every right to speak out. And she grew up in front of the cameras and she's an adult now. And and he said, we were on the show. We had a voice, you know, we like, yeah, like she absolutely should get involved. You know, that's that's the show. That's what she's supposed to do. So I I found it really great that he stood up for her. And like, that's how I felt, too. I felt like, why? isn't like why is people having such a hard time for Gia getting involved like Lauren Mansell was literally screaming how do you spell Nepon at Teresa at a reunion so like I don't understand like why people are making such a big deal about Gia being involved and I think the only reason why they're making such a big deal is because they literally saw the 
grow up right before their eyes. And they still see her as this little girl. They don't see her as a 22-year-old woman. But guess what? She is a 22-year-old woman. She is no longer that little girl. I completely agree with you. And I think that everyone, even Teresa fans and New Jersey fans in general, I think that's what really... Um, people became diehard Teresa fans after they watched her go to prison and come home and watched her children and her reunite with them because it really showed the love that she did have for them because somebody can tell you a million times over I love my kids, I love my family, yeah, yeah, yeah and it's like, yeah, okay but when you saw her leaving her children you know, the only thing she talked about was her daughters coming home, being with them like, it showed what a great mom she was too and also just how successful Gia alone has been. I mean, after everything she went through, her mother leaving from prison, she was basically the mother of the house. Everyone at school knew what was going on. Her family had to drive her around because, you know, Joe didn't have his license. And, you know, I'm sure it was not easy. And she had to look out for her three sisters. And she's gone on to graduate college and go on to study law. Like, that's an attestment to the, the type of parent Teresa is. Like, if you're raising law students and yes. like dancers, yes. like you're killing it. Yes, and Gabriella got accepted to the University of Michigan, which is I I think their acceptance rate is only like twenty three percent. So like in, in the Midwest, a school like the University of Michigan is like up there with um, Northwestern is up there with like Notre Dame. I mean, granted, they're not Harvard, but you know, they're still very prestigious schools. They're very, you know, the acceptance rate, I think is 20% or 23%. So it's like a really major deal for her to get accepted. Go Wolverines, you're part of the Big Ten, right? (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I feel like that's an amazing accomplishment. If you those girls everything that they went through that you were still able to keep them you know children need like five things I don't know this is like a psychological thing I don't know all five off the top of my hand but like it doesn't really matter about the other circumstances as long as you have like a safe environment and love and there's like three other different ingredients they say you raise successful children and so it really shows that Joe and Melissa or Joe and Teresa were able to <laughs> still parent their children to thrive even from prison, even after the trauma that they've experienced going through, yeah. you know, their parents going to prison. Because I, I know I'm sure they've had therapy for that too, because that's, that would be traumatic. One day your mom's home yeah. and then she's not. <laughs> yeah. And, and Teresa has talked about that. She has talked about her daughters going to therapy and she says mm-hmm. she's goes to therapy also so you know and and you know I'm, I'm glad therapy works for them you know it, it is like it's really great to sometimes get insight from a professional because you know like sometimes when I, I mean it's great to have friends and family talk to talk to also but sometimes like friends and family they're too close to the situation to give you like an unbiased opinion so you know, and then of course you don't want to listen to all of your fan base because your fan base, I mean, they love you and they're your fans, but they really don't know you and they don't know your life and they don't know like the nitty gritty and stuff like that. So, 
and let us not forget that production is still in contact with them throughout the year and we know during the season that they're planting ideas and whispering because we heard it in the interview on all about the truth from ziggy she told us they retake scenes they whisper things in the other women's ear that you don't know what they said and it's time we hold them accountable what do you feel about that Well, I'm glad you brought up production because in our July 7th episode, when everybody in the blogosphere was talking about how, oh my God, everybody's coming back. Everybody's coming back. I said, I'm hesitant because, you know, that's what's going around. But show me the contract because... Thank you for listening to today's episode. If you enjoyed this episode, don't forget to leave a review. You can listen to NYC Gal Out on Spotify, Amazon Music, iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Until next time, we're going to get into it.